customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, January 26th, 2024. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Basketball lovers, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded woman, top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. A final reminder, this coming Monday, No Dunks taking over the... College Park Skyhawks broadcast. That's right, all three of us on the call. And to celebrate, we're running a ticket charity drive. For every $20 you donate, you get to send two kids to an upcoming Skyhawks game. Give them that unique experience of the NBA G League basketball. So make that donation today. Thanks to everybody that has. That link is in the show notes. Also, this is fun news. Been teasing this for a while. Tickets now available for our live show in Indianapolis over All-Star Weekend. We're at the White Rabbit. Hey. Follow the White Rabbit. <laughs> oh, cool. Neil will be there. Uh, doors, 6 p.m., show, 7. So this is on Friday night, February 16th. That link, also in the show notes. And uh, I wouldn't waste time if you're going to be in Indy over All-Star Weekend. So it's not the, uh, you know, we're not, we're not selling out a, an arena here. <laughs> this is a small, intimate venue, so these tickets are going to go fast. So, uh, yeah, get on them. There are a few uh, VIP meet and greet packages available too. You can get some, uh, I guess, uh, pr- you know, premium seating and then a little meet and greet, like I said, after the show, which is always fun. When you're saying it's an intimate venue, do you mean because it turns into a burlesque show later at night? <laughs> I might be saying that. <laughs> a little wink, a wink indeed. And uh, to celebrate our live show in Indianapolis, we got new merch, baby. Breaking tea coming through with some fire gear. We've got t-shirts available over at nodunks.com. We've got this sick indie all-star no dunks crew neck available. And uh, we're not done. We got shorts as well with that fun logo. So 
these are going to be limited edition runs as well. So with all this stuff, get on it because they're not going to be up there forever. But awesome stuff. Go to nodunks.com or go to breakingtea.com. Search for no dunks and you can find all of our gear over there. Uh, very excited for that. Okay, so Thursday gave us our 10 starters for the 2024 NBA All-Star Game. Most of them fairly obvious picks uh, in the East. Giannis, Embiid, Jason Tatum, that's your starting forwards. And then Tyrese Halliburton and Damian Lillard sneaks in there surprising. in the backcourt. Yeah, a little surprising. I know we're going to get to picking our actual reserves here, but just any uh, takeaways, thoughts on the starters there in the East, Tasmos? The tie goes to the fans. That's what happened with Damian Lillard because it isn't just a fans vote that matters. It's 50% fans, 25% to the media, 25% to the players. And there was a tie. Mm. There was a tie. The East guards are extremely strong. He tied with Brunson specifically, Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks. Uh, but the fans, the fans picked Lillard first, so he gets maker. in. Yeah, we're gonna get to the East guards. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a race. Um, but of course, we're gonna get them in all, all in on the reserves. I yeah. do believe. But for two years, we've been telling Knicks fans to go uh, vote for their guy Jalen Brunson, and it actually, you know. There was some uh, impact this year because if he had more votes, if he was higher up, he got a higher, you know, love from the players and media, he would have been starting. But yeah, the tie goes to Dame. Uh, what do you think, TK? Yeah, it looks Knicks like nearly boxes? a million more votes yeah. for Damian Lillard over Jalen Brunson. But I thought Brunson had a great response. He's like, Lillard deserves it. It's his first time starting an All-Star That's game. crazy. And his numbers, they're still really good. Yeah. They're not the Damian Lillard in Portland that we're used to. But the Bucks, despite firing their coach this week... They're still second in the Eastern <laughs> Conference. Like, you can make a case, obviously, uh, for Damian Lillard. So, mm-hmm. um, as long as Jalen Brunson gets a start at some point, I think it will be water under the bridge. Sure. But he took it the right way. And I kind of agree with what our friend Jason Concepcion said on Twitter last night. Uh, we re- elected Giuliani and Eric Adams. New York is not good at voting. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, so, okay, let's go to the West then, the starters. LeBron, Kevin Durant. And uh, Jokic are the starters in the forwards position. Luka and Shea Gilgis-Alexander will be on the floor when the ball is tipped in the backcourt. So, yes, all 10 starters have made all-star games before, and uh, Shea is maybe the one that surprised some people that he edged out Luka, actually, in both the media and player votes, and he beat Steph Curry in both categories and almost caught him in the fan vote. So he gets the start there. Um, I guess Edwards beats Steph in the media vote as well. That maybe helped uh, Shea's chances uh, to get that starting spot too. Any thoughts on that? Well, Shea being there, fantastic stuff. Just period. I think what it comes down to is just getting your name in the All-Star game, having that in your credential, having that on your resume. And Jalen Brunson better damn be there in the Eastern Conference, and it's just great to see Shea be there. I can understand why Shea trumped Steph in many ways. I, I get that. Um, although the fans pick Steph and want to see him there, he will be picked as a reserve. Um, Even though Shea won those other two categories, uh, we will see Steph there. And LeBron set the record for most NBA All-Star selections with 20. Yeah. That's absurd. Two decades. I feel like, does this sound weird because it's LeBron and we talk about LeBron all the time, but like this is not really being talked about as much as I think it would be. Maybe because last year he tied the record and this is just a formality. But my God, 20 straight years, a streak that began in 2005 in his second NBA season. And uh, here he is starting another one, TK. 
It's yeah. nuts. I'm I'm going back and looking at the old pictures of LeBron carrying a PlayStation into a game. <laughs> I don't know PlayStation Five now, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's amazing. Twenty years of starting in the All Star yeah. game, and I mean he will be starting until he decides to retire. I don't think we're going to get to uh, a Dirk Nowitzki zone, a Dwayne Wade zone, even a Michael Jordan with the Wizards zone, where he didn't start his last All-Star game until Vince Carter was pressured <laughs> yeah, right. into starting his All-Star game. It feels like LeBron will just continue leading the vote until he decides to hang it up. Okay, so that's the starters. Again, all 10 of these guys uh, have made previous All-Star games, um, you know, from LeBron making 19 prior to Shea making one prior, but they're all back in the big game as the starters. But let's get to the Reserves. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Get into our debates about who you're leaving off, who gets in. Tass, you have the challenge here of the Eastern Conference. You're picking the seven reserves. We're going with the coaches type ballot. The two guards, three forwards, two wild cards. Um, how much did you struggle with this exercise last night when you were putting together your team? Oh, it got very difficult at the end, especially at the end. We'll, we'll get there. But at the beginning, I think it is a little bit easier. Start with the two guard spots. I started with Donovan Mitchell over Jalen Brunson. How dare I? But <laughs> no. Donovan Mitchell has been fantastic. He could have been starting over Damian Lillard, in all honesty. I picked him over Brunson. We'll get to Maxi a little bit later when it comes to the wild cards. But he's been carrying the Cavs since the injuries began. And look at these numbers. He's become better and more efficient in more of a star role with Darius Garland out and Evan Mobley out. Uh, but Mitchell has been averaging 28 and 8 assists and better shooting numbers, 59% true shooting percentage since those injuries happened. And he's on the seventh highest usage rate in the NBA. So he's become a superstar. Anyways, he deserves to be there. He's there. Jalen Brunson will take the other guard spot. Mm-hmm. The guy is an absolute machine. Uh, I just love watching him play. He barrels into guys to create space every single game. So he's just fun. He may not be the most athletic, super duper jump over you, but uh, the four seed is theirs in New York. He's taking it and he's the best player on that team. So he gets there. Moving over to the forward spots. My first forward I picked was Bam Adebayo because he's been phenomenal. He's one of the league's best defenders. And then the Mm -hmm. numbers. Hello, 21, 10, and 4.4 assists, all career highs, shooting 50% from the floor. He got over there easily more than uh, Jimmy Butler, who's missed 33% of the Heat's games. But he was my best forward in the Eastern Conference, which was a little surprising to me. Moving on, Jalen Brown is there. Um, He's the second best player on the best team in the conference, easily to me. I I know Porzingis is fantastic. I know Derek White's been fantastic. I know Drew Holiday's been fantastic on the Celtics. But he's efficient, and he defends extremely well. So moving on to the third final spot on the the forwards, this was a little tough. Mm -hmm. Randall or Scotty Barnes or Paolo Bancaro, it all came down to. But uh, Randall was the easy decision at the end. It wasn't easy. I take it back. But uh, I like the barreling bros with him and Jalen Brunson. They just barrel into all of everybody. And uh, he's got incredible scoring and rebounding and efficiency. That's better than Scotty Barnes. It's better than Paolo Bancaro. And he's got more wins. So, you know, it was it wasn't easy, but yeah. that's where it came down to. Wild cards, two more spots. We got two more spots here. Maxi clearly should be there with the Philadelphia 76ers. He deserves to be there. He could have been above Brunson or Mitchell, if you if you really wanted, but he's the second best player on the third seed. He scores a ton, assists, efficient, plays the most minutes in the freaking league. Okay, now the last one. Okay, oh the wild card spot for me at, at the beginning it was Barnes, Boncaro, or Trey. Trey Young has had some incredible numbers, but the first decipher is wins. Trey needed to say goodbye uh, because he also it, it, it comes down to the defender also kicked off Trey on this position. In, in this scenario here because Barnes is damn good at that and Bancaro is damn good at that too. Actually, the field goal percentage of guys he guards are 
pretty low. The three-point percentage on shots he defends are among the best. So it came to Barnes or Bancaro, Barnes or Bancaro, Barnes or Bancaro. It was wasn't easy. Um, so I, I, I turned, I turned, I turned. And uh, Barnes has more rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Although Bancaro scores a lot, Barnes numbers through all those categories, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, a little surprising, better than Boncaro. He's way more efficient than Boncaro, 57.5% to 53.6% in true shooting percentage. But do wins matter? Mm, that is the question. 16 win you just team. threw Trey Young out for yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah I'm they not got more I, than the Raps. I'm not done. Okay. I threw out Trey because he doesn't defend the way Scotty Barnes sure. does. He freaking, he's, he is, he's a behemoth on that end. Blocking shots, stealing shots, so it really did come down to uh, come down to wins. The Raptors are twelve games under five hundred. Is it Siakam's fault? Who who could I blame and put Scott <laughs> put Scotty Barnes on the team? I am taking Bancaro. It was freaking tough um, because Scotty Barnes is damn good. But yeah, being twelve games under five hundred, I know we tend to put guys on starting lineups. Or I'm sorry, on all star lineups. Even if they have losing teams these days, um, but uh, I, just, uh, I, 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 I guess I deciphered when I saw Barnes on there, lots of losses. Trey on there, lots of losses. Right. So I went with Bancaro over him. There's lots of other snubs uh, that we'll get to that should probably just be at All Star Weekend. But anyway, okay. So Paolo is your final wild card selection there. Yep. Over, uh, like you said, Barnes, Trey Young, maybe some of those other Celtics guys. So you removed Jimmy Butler from consideration just uh, in terms of only playing like sixty-five percent of his team. Yeah, games. he's missed a, a third of his games. Yeah, that's not good. And Chris, it's a classic Ford, Jimmy thing. <laughs> yeah, it's getting it's getting it's getting wilder and wilder. It, it's becoming more straining. Uh, I think on on his team, thirty three percent is a lot. I know they're just numbers. Like he is a great player, but I, I put Bam on on there because they're nearly a top ten defense, and it's all Bam. Um, yeah, he's, he, he's been so good. You know, I went with numbers as well when I looked at Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, he's missed a quarter of the games. That's a lot of games. It is a fair amount of games. Um, so they'll make the second team. We're putting a second team in there. Just get the snubs there. <laughs> Eastern snubs play the Eastern All-Stars. The Western snubs play the Western All-Stars. Okay. Then the winners meet at the end because we want a great Sunday. I, I didn't even realize that Joe Dumars, VP of the NBA, he talked to the players before the season and said, we need a better Sunday. We need a better All-Star weekend. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton is going to be there. He said the All-Star game sucked last year, his, uh, his first one. But – Dumars literally said, we talked to players about putting on a great show on the last night, on Sunday night, actually getting out there and competing. That's what they want. Snubs versus All-Stars would be good. Okay. I don't know if that's going to work here It's kind of what one. they do for uh, Rising Stars now. They yeah. got a tournament. Yeah. I love yeah. Joe Dumars, the disappointed dad of the NBA. Yeah. He just yeah. needs to lecture the players yep. every now and then so that we try a little bit harder. And that's why they've went to four quarters that are basically just 12 minutes now. They've gone away from the the Elam ending. Yeah, they're just it's just a game again. Mm-hmm. So just play hard. But yeah, that's at least cool. for a decent amount of it. Exactly. Okay, so uh, Tass's Eastern Conference reserves. Uh, the guards were Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson. The forwards Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle gets that last spot. Then you had Tyrese Maxey as a no brainer wild card. And that last one, you went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But in the end, Pelo Bancaro is on Tass's teams. How did that uh, stack up to your East Reserves? I assume a lot of similar names, but maybe yes. a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six of seven, I would okay. say, are the same. Uh, my locks, definitely Brunson and Mitchell in the backcourt. My frontcourt guys, Bam, Jalen Brown, and Julius Randle. And then I also thought Tyrese Maxey is a lock as mm. a wild card. So it yep. came down at the end for me to Paolo Boncaro, just like Tass. Uh, Porzingis is in the mix for me because... 
I think he might actually be the second best player, but he's mm. missed significant time and he rolled his ankle again last night. So not great. Um, but I'm going with Trey Young. I'm putting him in. The okay. numbers are kind of undeniable to me. 27 points a game and 11 assists. Shooting 36% from three. He's given his best effort defensively. I agree it hasn't translated to defensive performance for the Hawks or for enough wins for the Hawks. But, man, 27 points and 11 <laughs> assists. Yeah. That's hard to, to look past. Uh, meanwhile, Paolo Boncaro, kind of in the same situation. He's got to do everything for the Magic. He's at 23 a game, five assists. He's awesome. I really wanted to make a case for Paolo, but when I threw it in stat head... It just didn't hold up. Uh, yeah, and I feel, numbers, I feel yeah. like if this was done a month ago, it's a no-brainer Paolo's in, but the Magic did start to slide a little bit. I think some of that had to do with Franz Wagner's injury. Yeah, Paolo's uh, efficiency started to dip more and more and more, so I can see why you struggle to either have him on or off. Um, so you're going with Trey Young. You get into this whole dilemma here, right, especially when it comes like to the last couple spots. At what point is it better to have a complementary player like a Derek White, let's say, or a Porzingis, like a complimentary player on a really good team, or the leading man, uh, for the lack of a better term, on a sort of bad team, be it a Trey Young, be it a Scotty Barnes, uh, and like those type of guys. That's where you go, you know, you go back and forth, but, and then there's the whole Jimmy Butler thing, which, I mean, if you're just saying who's the best player in the East, Jimmy <laughs> Butler's going to be on a lot of people's list, but like like last year, right? Similar situation where he, he missed a, a decent yeah. amount of time and was left off the All-Star team, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, so he's always, uh, he's just his own thing. He's an easy elimination for me because yeah. he sucks in All-Star games. <laughs> he does not care There's at that too. all to be at an All-Star game. He would rather go on vacation. Yeah, uh, and then the only other name I think maybe, uh, what about this guy that was sort of, I guess slipped in there as a, as a joke, but Pascal Siakam, the numbers are still good. He can't hit a three to save his life, but obviously now on Indiana. 22, 6, and 5. I mean, those are good numbers. This is a, a, a really talented player. So he'd be the final guy, I think, uh, that would be in the running. Jared but Allen, also end. a fantastic Allen, okay. season. Okay, okay. He's, we will have discussions about him in the Defensive Player of the Year contest. He has been phenomenal. I think we got to all the snubs, though. Okay, there you go. Um, let's move to the Western Conference then. And uh, Trey, you're leading this one. Was this more difficult or easier than the East? More difficult uh, for me. I think there are the last spot, particularly in both conferences, is where it comes down to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're pretty locked in on six players for the most part, but there are so many guys who could easily make it in the Western Conference. And the cases are pretty hilarious because there's a lot of mid teams in the Western Conference with like huge numbers. Like, I don't know what to do with Anthony Davis, man. Right. This guy's having one of the best seasons yeah. in the league. And he's playing. <laughs> and he's playing all the time and dominating when he's out there, but. The winds aren't rolling for the Lakers, and, you know, do they get two All-Stars? We shall see. We'll okay. start in the backcourt, though. Yep. Steph Curry didn't get voted in. Easy lock for me. Okay. Not okay. having his greatest season. I blame Draymond. <laughs> Fewer wins for the Warriors, and Steph went into a slump when Draymond was off the court because Draymond sets Steph up for a lot of his shots. Uh, you saw Draymond and Steph last night doing their thing against the Kings. What an incredible game that was. But Curry, easy you know, we know he's going to be there anyways. He's got some other things planned. <laughs> That's true. We'll, Lock get to that. we'll get to that later. Yeah. Anthony Edwards, you're an all-star. Okay. That was an easy one. Best player on the best team in the Western Conference. Lock him in. Okay. I guess now I have to move to the front court. My only lock in the front court, Kawhi Leonard. I feel like there That's are fun. so many front court there's guys you could pick from. There's a lot of good front court from. guys. Like, there's like a list of like eight guys. So you're like, yeah? 
He could be there. He, he should throw there. six centers easily. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, but wild. you have Kawhi as a lock. As Kawhi one locked in. Yeah, you know, yeah. definitely a slow start to the Clippers season. But then once they got their legs under him with James Harden, Kawhi has looked like the best player in the league at times. I mean, obviously Jokic is the man, but Kawhi is throwing it back, and the Clippers have been one of the best teams in the league for basically two months at this point. Yeah, Kawhi Ooh, averaging 24, 6, and yeah. 4, shooting 44% from deep, and Kawhi also never turns the ball over. Like, he never hurts you in that category. So, And he's playing. Like, you keep bringing up tasks that he's actually playing and you know, back-to-backs and playing a lot of minutes. Okay, so Kawhi. My next two in yeah. for the front court <laughs> that had to make it on merit and case. <laughs> Lowry Markkinen. Woo! Woo! Okay. Okay. 24 points a game, eight rebounds, two assists. He's shooting 49 from the field, 39 from three, 87 at the line. You're telling me a guy's averaging 24 a game on 50, 40, 90? So feeling very Dirk-like. Feeling very Dirk-like. Yeah. I was hoping to see that his <laughs> record when he played was different than the Jazz's record when they play, but they're 23 and 23 and 18 and 18 when Markkinen's on the floor. So okay. could have been better, but he has been great. I'm surprised. I thought he was going to be a one-and-done kind of all-star, and it wasn't the smoothest start to the season uh, for Markkinen, but he's good. Yeah. He's just a really good player. Uh, next, I'm surprising myself on this one. DeMontis Sabonis. Oh, well, Welcome to my all-star team. Wow. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're surprising me here with these picks. I love it. Curveballs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm sure JD loves the sound of that. Sabonis, uh, <laughs> highest riser for me. When I was making my short list, I didn't even put him on the list. And then I went and looked at stuff. This guy's averaging 20 points a game, 13 rebounds, <laughs> and 8 assists. He's yeah. leading the league in wow. rebounding, shooting 61% from the field. He is shooting 43 from 3. That's not really a part of his game, but at least he's knocking him down uh, when he gets the attempt. Sabonis, not one of my favorite guys to watch in an all-star game, but he's there for me right now. Okay. Hey, look, the I numbers mean, are ridiculously good. The numbers good. are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like every second game, it's like uh, Sabonis leads Kings with a triple-double. Tons so of triple-doubles. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it, Again, There's. I know you're going to go through a bunch of other names, so he's he, like that's the crazy part. You ask 10 other people to do this, you know, eight other people probably don't even have Sabonis as one of the sort of locks, as you called it, for your for your front court position. Uh, you don't even have him as a wild card because um, there's just so many guys. But uh, you got Lowry Markkinen, Sabonis, and Kawhi there as your forwards. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do love rebounding. So that makes I sense. do love rebounding. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say this. DeMontis Sabonis, best screener in the NBA. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come fight me. <laughs> he won the game against the Warriors with the screen. I'll explain later. <laughs> All right, here's another lock for me. As a wild card, Devin Booker. Yeah, okay, okay. I was getting a little nervous there, but... Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I got him up behind Curry and Edwards yeah. in the backcourt, but Booker, to me, an easy wild card pick. So does that add up right? That's three so far, four, five, six. I got one last yep. spot. Yep. yep, you're right. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul George, he's in the mix. Okay. Anthony Davis, he's in the mix. Yes. Rudy Gobert, he's in the mix. Sure. Carl Anthony Towns, same team. He's in the mix. Sure. De'Aaron Fox, he's in the mix. 27, 6, and 4. Alperin Shengun. They put him in the mix. <laughs> and I'm even throwing Chet and Wemby in there just because it's fun to discuss them Hell yeah. at this point. So where do you go? Where do you go, Tennis? <laughs> I've been debating hard. My top two choices, Paul George and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, better numbers. Worst team, Papa John's. <laughs> Paul George, longtime hater of this guy. And he's been straight up dragging the Clippers to some of these wins. 
but I'm staying with all curveballs here, Skeets. I'm going Rudy Gobert as my last one. Holy wow. shit. Who is this guy, man? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Defense in an all-star game? That is not the Trey Kirby I know. <laughs> wow. Look, the Timberwolves are in first place because they have the best defense in the league, and he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Yes, yes, that is true. We can have one guy out there that cares about defense. <laughs> this is amazing. I know. What a dumb team I'm picking this here. But Gobert, you're in. You're in for me. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. So the, so the painful ones that get left off, De'Aaron Fox, yeah. Anthony yeah. Davis, yes. Paul George. Paul George, yeah. yeah. Paul George is averaging 26, 6, and 4, and his shooting splits are 47, 42, and 91. And he's a great defender still. That's real. I mean, he's basically Kawhi. Those are that's like Kawhi-like numbers. They're almost identical. Yep. That's a it's a tough omission, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyone else on that? Ooh, tough to leave off. You well, said those three. Well, I think what Trey is sort of building here are good teams that have been good all season long, but have you know one player you, you get shoved in there, like Lowry Markinen, which was a little bit of a surprise bonus. Only one player from the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. I mean, Booker sneaks in as a second son because uh, Kevin Durant got in there. So, uh, uh, but you didn't want Anthony Davis in there. It's a 500 team. I do want Anthony. Yeah, Davis. that's that's probably. I do really want him in there. Yeah, he's been if so damn good. If they were five games over 500, I'd have him over yeah. Gobert. I think. Yeah, and he's like 25, 12, and four, and it's like arguably. I mean, Gobert will might win the award, yes, but he is Anthony Davis is still a top three defender in the league. You yeah. know, probably Rudy, Bam. AD maybe in whatever order when you're looking at the center position. And yeah. the, num- the numbers are just damn good for Anthony Davis. Obviously played a lot. So it's hard to leave him off, but uh, you know, you got to respect the other players. The fact that he's played in 44 games is almost surprising yeah. to me. So, so how would you differ oh, wow. here well, in, in the Western Conference Reserves? Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I think I would sneak in Anthony Davis there uh, right at the end over Rudy Gobert. Okay. But I don't mind the Lowry. I don't mind the Sabonis. And I, I like the book, especially because Book got a little screwed last year because he was a little bit injured. Uh, he deserved to be an All-NBA player. He deserved to be everything. So I like. I don't mind Curry, Edwards, Kawhi, Lowry, Sabonis, Book. And I think I'm going Anthony Davis. Sorry, Paul George. You can set up Podcast P in any hallway <laughs> and have every NBA player on your podcast. But it, Paul George gets screwed every year. It seems like by by people who pick their picks, not necessarily by coaches, but everybody. Yeah, I was gonna say Paul George has made a lot of All Star teams. He, has, he might every, make this one too, as we've debated here previously. But everybody keeps him off, other than the coaches. Really. <laughs> oh man, I guess I, I like your I like a lot of your guards that you picked for sure. Um, Steph, I am just not at the point yet where I feel comfortable leaving Steph Curry off of an All Star game, so he's in. Anthony Edwards is a no brainer. I believe Devin Booker is a no brainer there as a wild card. Sure. Kawhi, yes. It's then the final three that you had, Markinen, Sabonis, and Rudy. It's like, AD, Paul George, I feel like I maybe have in over a lot of those guys. At least over, you know, two of them. I think Rudy's out for me. Sabonis is there, and then I go AD, Paul George. Lowry Markinen. I think just started. He just started too slow, and then the guy is kicking ass recently, so timing is everything with this. So maybe he gets in. You said Chet. He's like the Western Conference version of Porzingis, sort of, uh, with what he does. We didn't even say the two guys on the Pelicans who are just going to be on the outside looking in. I'm Zion and Brandon Ingram, like, they're the classic. They're really good, but 
Uh, 22 a game in this economy? <laughs> and right. Same thing yeah. with Jamal Murray. He's come on late, like we talked about, but he's the second best player oh, on, cat. on the team. Cat. <laughs> the fact that I, I yeah. don't mind sneaking in. Harden, Rudy Gobert. Kyrie? I mean, I don't. Yeah, Harden has the third man option there. Uh, <laughs> he is the third. He is the third. He's option. not an Eastern Conference wow. All Star. I'll say that. No. Um, Kyrie Irving has missed a lot of games. I do like the fact of sneaking Rudy in there because Timberwolves are still the one seed in the Western Conference. So to put two guys in there, I know it's just traditional crap. Get a second guy in there. But he's damn good. Um, Towns Towns numbers are freaking phenomenal. <laughs> and it, at 22 points, the, the percentages are ridiculous. He's having a career-high three-point percentage in his career, almost 44%. The best seven-foot shooting guy in the freaking NBA – the problem is though, if Ant's a no-brainer, which he seems to be for everyone, yeah, and then it's like it's like Cat or Rudy sort of cannibalize each other a, a little, little bit, bit, I think, Definitely. and so then you're just left going, well, maybe I'll just leave them both off and go some other, yeah, some other way, uh, and some other guy that's deserving too. Yeah, it's tough. It's very very difficult. Uh, I know people are uh, sounding off here in the stream team. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us uh, <laughs> who we got right, who we got wrong. <laughs> How we did explaining all that, because it gets really confusing, yeah. too, let's be honest. When we got three guys trying to pick their teams, we agreed on some, but yeah. Um, is AD on your team? Is Paul George? Is it Lowry Markkinen? Sabonis? No, yeah, where's Fox? Where's Jamal? Jalen Williams! There's another one about this guy. Not yet. Too soon Not for Jalen Williams. Yeah, J Dub will be there in a couple uh, years. Probably. I wonder if the in season tournament helped Anthony Davis's chance <laughs> of being here. Just his finals in the in the in season tournament. It was freaking amazing. Didn't factor into his stats, unfortunately. No, right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good play. <laughs> that final doesn't be even balling even harder. I, was gonna... I might have made the most unwatchable All Star team of all time. You you really surprised me with you you started off with a Lowry Mark and I was like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that, but okay. Then you went Sabonis. Okay. And then, yeah, the Rudy Gobert. The the cherry on the Sunday for TK in the Western Conference. Just imagine a lineup of Jokic, Markinen, Sabonis, Gobert, and... Kawhi, uh, <laughs> like the most boring possible all-star lineup. <laughs> cool. Tune in for my team. I like it. I like the the it. snubs team is definitely more interesting to watch. Yeah, we could build a massive third all-star team here. We could have the starters and the entire, uh, you know, reserves. Maybe we'll save that for for next week. Yep. We'll actually just straight up build. The uh, the snub team. Let's set up that tournament. Team. Let's set up Western snubs. They're <laughs> so damn good, and they are best or better than the Eastern snubs. Okay. I will say that. All right. Well, we've got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, though, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about last night's games. We'll throw around the slop a little bit. And uh, we got some all-star uniforms to discuss, so don't go anywhere. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, if you're just joining us, we uh, pitched this off the top of the show, but tickets are now available for our live show in Indianapolis over All-Star Weekend, Friday, February 16th, show at 7. It's at the White Rabbit. That link is in the show notes, and JD, during the commercial break, said, huh, nearly half of your VIP meet-and-greet packages are already gone. People want that premium seating. Mm -hmm. They want a little Tasmelis sweat possibly dripping on them in the front <laughs> row. And, uh, and then a chance to shake JD's hand and look him in the eye and say, I love the audio, man. So, uh, I love the again, audio. <laughs> I said, look, don't, don't like uh, drag your feet on this. If you're coming, come. Get your tickets because these are going to sell out. Um, so we're looking forward to that. So thanks, our, everybody. Our man Jerome just sent a message saying, we treated snubs, all-star snubs, last year like NWO, I'm just remembering. So I don't remember that, number one. Uh, second, we'll have a wrestling match okay. at our show. <laughs> we'll, we'll tag in. You want to make our live show in Indianapolis just a straight-up yeah, wrestling some, show? I love yeah, it. It'll be a show cool. show. You know, some real fake stuff on the stage. <laughs> real, fake <laughs> real fake stuff. Like a real, like a real uh, wrestling match. I fight match stiff, That's Tass. real fake. Yeah, man. Oh, let's, man. Okay. Let's get the ladder out. I was laughing because I looked at the pictures from last year. You gave your sweater away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to oh, an yeah. audience member. They, at the beach stepping portion of the show, <laughs> asked the question, Tess, I love your sweater. Can I have it? Yep. <laughs> Tess, dude, that was a really nice that sweater. Was a nice sweater. Yeah. yeah. This year, I'm not giving it away because oh. I bought a replacement. <laughs> I bought the exact same sweater. Oh I haven't worn it yet. Wow. I'm going to wear it. Somebody's going to ask. Yep. Not getting it. You're not, not getting it. Sure? What if they ask really kindly? It was, it was much more. It was on sale because it was like a year after I bought the other wow. one. So it's like a third of the price. I'm going to wear my shittiest shirt or sweater I have in case somebody asks. <laughs> I'm really bad shirts. Like, yeah, take it. I don't want it. Yeah, you we're, can have it. We're wrestling. We're going to be ripping shirts. you're definitely going to give it away. I know you. Yeah. If they right. ask you, he's there. too kind. You're he's right. too kind. Yeah, I am too kind. That's why I'm keeping it this year. I've changed. I've changed myself. I guarantee you won't. Somebody will ask and you'll say, all right. Do you think if somebody asked for his sweater, he would be like, okay, yeah. And then the next person puts their head up. Can I have your shirt too? Oh, interesting. Wow. Just goes straight new. Yeah, the guy who asked was actually for his girlfriend. Yeah, she was chilly. That's right. She was That's chilly. Right. <laughs> she was it chilly. was cool. It was Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah. And we took a photo with That's why. I, that's why she got it because there was a, there was some... <laughs> Yeah, there are feelings. <laughs> okay, incredible. Hey, this is you don't know what you're going to get from a live show from No Dunk, so come join us in Indianapolis. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, some fill-in-the-blank fun here. Yeah, I got a bunch of topics. I thought, why not fill in the blank here? And first one allows us to look back at some of last night's action. Um, I don't know who wants to get started, but best game from Thursday night was blank. Tass, what do you got? Trey said it. Kings Warriors, for me, was phenomenal. They've had three one-point games this season. Number three yesterday. Uh, Kings have won two of them. Why? Former Warrior Scotty Barnes, oh, Scotty Barnes, Harrison Barnes, all the Barnes, uh, <laughs> was just raining down shots. Career-high 39 against his old team for the Sacramento Kings. I know there's been a lot of talk. Uh, do we trade Harrison Barnes? We get a better power for it. The guy's turning it on at the right time. <laughs> 24 shots in this one the most of the season. He had seven threes. Coming off a 32-point game, the Warriors decided, oh, we got to get the ball out of his hands. They started to double him a little bit, but he was he was scorching clay. He was just so good. It was just a crazy, crazy game down the wire. The yeah. Warriors were up one, 30 seconds left. Kings missed, and then Steph Curry had a rebound, oh. but his, oh. his back was on the baseline, so he was called out of bounds because it, it was on the baseline, but he got up to grab the rebound. 
Yeah, and, so close. Yeah, like so his close. jersey maybe was touching the I line. He, if he sat up one split second earlier, he just gets a rebound on the ground. And, and it's look, all good. He was looking like the Undertaker. Yeah, right back to <laughs> yeah. As he rose up, but yeah, yeah, that was that was bang bang call there. Yeah, and if Curry gets it up one. They win this game, probably. 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 Uh, but then Sabonis gets a dunk on a weird defense falling asleep kind of thing. Great pass from Herter, though. It was a great pass. It's time to talk about the screen. <laughs> yeah. The screen on that. Monster screen yeah. by DeMontis Sabonis. Curry cannot get around it. Yeah. So then somebody else has to take his guy, which is Herter in the corner. Yeah. Steph is on Sabonis's back. He flies to the hoop. Herter, great pass, sets great him up play. for the easy dunk. Big men out there. Screen to get open. Oh. Screen to get open. Was, Shout out to Pat McNamara. That was huge. It was that was a, awesome. It was a great inbound play. Draymond Green did have to go to Herter in the corner. Um, I get that. Was it Herter in the corner? It no. was Herter in the it corner. Herter in the corner. He, yeah, the pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a great pass. Herter goes to the corner. Draymond Green goes there. But Wiggins was on the inbounder. He was just kind of there, did nothing. So he could have you know, woken up a little bit. Um <laughs> But it was wild, and Kaminga goes the other side, gets blocked by Barnes, but Sacramento gets fouled, and Kevin Herter missed two free throws. Two yeah. free, yeah. free throws. That guy's like an 80% them. free throw shooter, yeah. So then the Warriors, it felt like they were going to call a timeout, down one, and Steve Kerr was signaling for one, but it didn't happen, so they go up, and Curry kind of gets doubled and gets the ball out of his hands instead of going to Draymond Green's. You know, the, the classic four on three. Give it to Draymond Green and let's just break it apart. Because Draymond Green was phenomenal on this night. 11 assists. I don't get why he comes off the bench. I guess maybe because he's coach of the bench guys in this scenario. Because mm-hmm. Chris Paul is out. It's still a little strange to me because the Kings were amazing right out the gate. They scored 40 in the first quarter without Draymond on the floor for, for much of it because he's coming off the bench. But luckily, Curry had 18 in the quarter, 33 overall. I, I still think the Warriors have some life. It is it is good for them, I guess, to see the Rockets falling out a little bit. <laughs> They're two games out of a, a play-in game, uh, play-in spot. But Kings Warriors just phenomenal. Going back to the last year's oh, playoffs, yeah. it's just so fun. I, I botched it when I did uh, my top five NBA rivals week games. I left this one off. I thought, nah, they can't live up to the hype that we've seen from these games prior. I was like, nah, they're due for a stinker. And so I, I skipped that one. I focused on other games. I should have had it on there. Uh, yeah, they play they play entertaining games. It was like a playoff atmosphere <laughs> in, that, in yeah. that barn last night when it was like the final five minutes and they're trading baskets. Also, shout out to De'Aaron Fox. I think he learned his lesson, lesson when Damian Lillard hit a huge three on him when he went a little too under, didn't get up on the... Uh, on the perimeter player enough. He didn't do that at Curry here when there was no timeout call. He was up on him, and that led to Curry sort of bobbling the ball and Fox getting the steal. I thought that was uh, well done from him. He's like, I'm not letting that happen to me again. I'm not, especially with Curry, uh, who, you know, obviously can pull from anywhere like Damian. So that was a great game. Do you have any other games to fill in the blank there? Just a couple of more things yeah. on uh, um, this game. Jonathan Kaminga needs to start. Why is Andrew Wiggins still starting over yeah. Kaminga? 31 for Kaminga last night. After an 11-for-11 game, it doesn't make sense that he's probably been their second-best player, and he's coming off the bench. Um, So that's strange to me, and I just thought that was so resilient by the Kings to actually come back and win that game because Kaminga caught the oop from Curry on the behind the back. What a play. Then the next time down, they run like a little inbounds. Draymond finds Kaminga inside. He dunks it. It's their first lead of the second half. Chase Center's going wild, but they got the win. That was great Um, from the Kings. As for me... This was not the best game. <laughs> but you had it as a Rivals Week game, Skeets. Mm-hmm. What is going on with the Miami Heat? They <laughs> lost to the Celtics last night by 33 points. 
the Heat have generally been like a Celtics boogeyman. Mm-hmm. And so far, two convincing wins against Miami for Boston. And, Bo- and Miami's really struggling this season against the best teams in the league. They're 17-7 and seven against teams that are under 500. Nice, you got to beat the teams yep. you can beat. They're only 7-14 and 14 against teams over 500. In January, 5-8, and eight, minus 6.5 point differential. They're 28th in offense. Basically, they have a really weak division that they're stacking up wins against. They're 9-2 and two against the Magic, Hawks, Hornets, and Wizards. You That's, should be winning yes, those games. Yes. That's how they're doing it. Their best wins this season, they beat the Lakers twice. Fully healthy Lakers. That's nice. They smoked the Cavs in Cleveland, but no Donovan Mitchell, no Bam for the Heat. And then they beat the 76ers without Embiid. They don't have a ton of quality mm. wins. And I can't tell if I'm just getting suckered and roped <laughs> oh, once again boy. by the Miami Heat. Or is this team actually stinky? I mean, <laughs> are they going to have to come out of the play-in tournament again? I kind of think so. Right. Because New York, to me, has surpassed Miami at least from a regular season standpoint. We know the Heat are going to be a different team in the postseason, but so far we've seen the Knicks improve. We've seen the Pacers improve, bringing in Pascal Siakam. Who knows what's going on with the Cavs? (laughs) They're playing really well right now. The schedule's not great, and they're looking good, and we'll be getting guys back soon. It's pretty likely that the Heat could end up in that seventh seed. Once again, they (laughs) lost their first game in the play-in tournament last year. They were beat by the Bulls until the last three minutes of the game. It's a risky way to live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned the Indiana Pacers among that sort of second tier, you know, from the Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia first tier, if you call it that. And the Pacers destroyed the Sixers yesterday, a Joel Embiid team. I know Maxi was out, and so yep. it looked a little different, but they put up points. So the, the Heat started their 25th starting lineup yesterday by inserting Terry Rozier, and obviously there's some problems uh, overall. They were down 11 points at half, and I thought, that's good for the Heat against the Boston Celtics, how good they look, but then they tore it up in the in the second half. Yeah, it's very difficult. I understand Terry Rozier not looking good, you know, just working his way in. So maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have an answer, but maybe the Heat just do this every year. I was going to say, proceed with caution with this team, but you're right. They don't look great, especially over a good chunk of the season here. That also happened last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they obviously come uh, you know, and, and surprise everybody in that first-round matchup against the Bucks. It would be amazing if they once again are like the eighth seed coming out of the play-in and are taking on probably the Boston Celtics in that case in, in a 1-8 matchup. Uh, Something but, happened in this yeah. five-game losing streak because they were 24-16. and 16. They were pretty, mm-hmm. pretty damn yeah. good. All right, well, uh, let's move to our next topic here. The slop is slinging right now. Uh, the Bulls want Boyan Bogdanovich and a blue-chip player from the Pistons for Zach Levine. You got that slop. Uh, DeJounte Murray to the Lakers rumors. They're intensifying. Uh, I don't know. D'Angelo Russell might be going back to the Nets. That's the type of slop I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. The Kings have expressed interest in Nets forwards like Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal. So, I want you to tell me. Trey, you get to start here first. Juiciest trade rumor slop right now is what? Mm. It's Zach Levine, because I thought the trough was dry, Skeets. Mm. Then James Edwards filled it up with corn cobs and eggs. Mm, Delicious. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, It feels like negotiating through the media going on Mm. right now, because we got James Edwards reporting, like you're saying, that the Bulls want Boyan Bogdanovich and one of these good guys. From uh, from Detroit, Detroit says, no, we're not that dumb. We're not that dumb. We did see Je- Zach Levine score 51 points with zero assists and a loss against us, but we're not that dumb. Then we got Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago saying the Bulls have engaged in conversations with several teams on Levine. Mm-hmm. No talks, including the Pistons, have grown serious in nature at this point, and the Bulls haven't moved off their stance of seeking a strong return for Levine, not looking to move him simply as a cost-saving move. 
or an addition by subtraction right, kind right, of thing. Right. Hmm. Fair enough. They don't necessarily have to make a move for Zach Levine if they don't like the deals that are out there, but the deals probably aren't getting better as time goes on. As much as I like to say the Bulls are a good team now, they've played 40-something games, and they're just mid, guys. They're just right, mid. Right, right. They're simply mid. That's okay. That's where the <laughs> Bulls want to be, which is why they could easily stand pat. The Bulls do not make a ton of moves, period. <laughs> like, we remember the Vooch trade. We remember getting DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, and then since then, not a whole lot has been going on in Chicago, but I at least had my snout perked up <laughs> when I saw that there were some Levine rumors because... Now that Pascal Siakam's been traded, OG Ananobi's been traded, Murray and Levine are the next two names yep. who could be moving somewhere. And it actually feels like maybe something could happen with Levine. Well, this little piggy. <laughs> I saw the tweets uh, working the trade machine. Trey Kirby throwing out yesterday. Just checking some math, uh, as you wrote. Zach Levine and Alex Caruso to the Sixers for Tobias Harris and Marcus Morris Sr. That works. Or, or... Bogdan Bogdanovich and DeJounte Murray to the Sixers for Tobias Harris and Marcus Morris Sr. Yeah, those guys rested last yeah. night. <laughs> That's right. Ooh, why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the slop talking. Wow. Yeah, the slop got you. You got talking about eggs and corn cobs. I didn't believe eggs in the trough, but now I'm starting to feel it. Uh, after all these Zach Levine rumors, I think Zach Levine is, is yeah the guy that I tend to lean towards, even though... The Bulls do not need to trade him. Absolutely not. And maybe they get more for him when he looks like Zach Levine, who is one of the best scorers in the game. And he hasn't been that for a while. That being said, if you get a really, really juicy pick, if the Detroit Pistons are willing to give up one of their picks, not necessarily Boyan Bogdanovich, who surprises me every time that he's still doing what he used to be doing. When he used to drop 44, career-high 48, he looks freaking good, but he is turning 35 pretty friggin' soon. Mm -hmm. How long can he play for with that bald spot on his head? Uh, how, how long can he play for? Another five years for the Bulls? I do I do sort of lean Zach Levine being moved up because the Kobe White thing is really working out for them pretty damn well. If they started the season with, with that sort of idea around their team. But who knows? DeMar as well? I mean, it's it's endless uh, for the Bulls. So it's it feels like that, that's the big one that's going to happen. Well, that one tray throughout, in all honesty, Levine and Caruso to the Sixers for Tobias Harris... And more senior, like Philly's got to contemplate doing that, right? Yeah, I mean that's not bad. Those are two really good players. Um, and like, look, Tobias Harris is—he's just always there, and he's always solid. <laughs> yeah, I mean a little he's bit like solid. Harrison Barnes, like has these really good games, has some like obviously games where maybe you don't hear from him much, but I think there's there's something there. Um, mm. if if the Bulls are really, you know, desperate to get off the four-year contract of Zach Levine. Yeah, and yeah. according to Casey, he's saying they're not going to do it just. To salary dumping. Yeah, right. But, you know, if the offers aren't there, at some point they might have to do uh, a John Collins-style trade. So if right. they can get a pick involved, that'd be great. And I do think, in general, the Sixers probably need to upgrade their number three guy. Maxi is such a good off-ball player that it kind of gets lost because he's great with the ball. Mm -hmm. But, like, as a catch-and-shoot dude, there's not a lot of guys that are better than Tyrese Maxi is. So it'd be nice if somebody could be setting him up as well. Yeah, I just don't know why the Bulls would do it. If, if you don't say a juicy pick is coming from somewhere, you want Tobias Harris for Zach Levine, that's essentially yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, you're just Toby's off. fine. You're getting off of a ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they get a pick in there or something. 
But, uh, yeah, I could see Zach Levine being moved for sure. Okay, let's get off the slop. We're all dirty now. Uh, let's look at some uh, some new jerseys because the league officially unveiled the 2024 NBA All-Star Game uniforms. Uh, in the return of the East versus West format, the uniforms celebrate the league and rich history basketball. Rich basketball history, excuse me, of Indiana. Tess? 2024 NBA All-Star Game uniforms are blank. How are you filling that in? They're a Kindle. They're there to start the fire. The fire <laughs> the fire will happen on Sunday night. Listen, I think they're... they're Kindle. I, that I sounds think, like cool slang, man. Yeah. I think you just created new slang. <laughs> Kindle. Uh, yeah. Fitz Kindle, man. Yeah. I'm a Kindle baby. I like fires. Uh, maybe it's watching Survivor with you guys. Yeah, uh, sure. Maybe it's pretending to be the the fire attendant and start fires myself um i think they're good is what the word kindle is there for <laughs> but are they excellent nah only if the game is excellent i think they're just really really solid <laughs> hold on you're gonna go back and grade these uniforms depending on how the game goes yeah yeah <laughs> because I, I do like them i they're really traditional to me they're they're yeah. screaming history as you said yeah um but people are gonna be like i don't want this so you think oh, they're, like, you they think they're be, good you think they're good i think they're good, good. I, okay. think they're good. I, I like i do like them yeah, Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I also think they're good. Creamy a little as well. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like the addition of the cream trim. What is this, Cream City? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm always a fan of pinstripes. They're kind of basic. Yeah. But, you know, like the 80s and 90s uh, all-star uniforms weren't always San Antonio or Phoenix style. That's like right. crazy with chili peppers all over them and that kind of stuff. A lot of those back in the day were pretty understated. And that's what these are. They look nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a fan overall. I mean, we've had some really bad recent NBA jerseys too, so the bar was quite low, and these are just absolutely okay. You know, I like the <laughs> pinstripes, I like the colors, I like that little cream touch. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like I do like that logo that they're using for All Star in Indiana, so they've sort of uh, made that prominent. I know there's um. There's a, I guess, a warm-up jacket that uh, you were tweeting that <laughs> yeah, looked like, uh, you know, Smash Mouth would have rocked, rest in peace. Um, so, yeah, it's good. It's good. It, it fits the vibe of the Hoosier-themed, you know, Indiana vibe. That's a good point. Yeah. And so when we discussed this a few weeks ago, and Trey said the same thing, pinstripes are beautiful. Was it a full announcement? Then or that was the they were leaked. leaked guys. That was that straight was the leak, leaky. man. That cream was leaking. And that's when we. Bo- <laughs> oh yeah, no! Yeah. Oh no! Oh, spill my cream. <laughs> I am a little surprised though. Okay, they did um in 2021 they did Indiana Pacers jerseys because they were going to host the All Star game. Yeah. COVID happened. It ended up having to be in Atlanta, but they were like yellow and blue with like kind of the 80s look of the Pacers. Yeah. Um, similar to uh, one of the shirts we did. You could get it at nodunks.com. It's true. It's true. But I'm a little surprised they didn't do something based on the Flojo jerseys. Yeah. Those are like the most iconic Pacers jerseys out there, so maybe a Rising Stars will get that one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, true. Do lo- do young people like pinstripes? Just one, one, one <laughs> quick, quick question, because it's like, wow, I love pinstripes, but I've been loving them for a long time, so I just wonder. It's a fair point, yeah. Those are, that's a, maybe that's, it's a very faint pinstripe. It is. It, you know, it's not super prominent, but I don't know if the kids like pinstripes. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. And that's a little uh, Pacers-y too, <laughs> the right? The like old deal. Yeah. old pinstripes so why yeah. not they do look good all right next one final one here in fill in the blank rtg features is partner partnering with arts organization heartland film to launch the first annual slam film festival dedicated to basketball themed movies the festival which is going to take place over all-star weekend at the living room theaters in indy will be a mix of world premiere titles 
recent festival circuit movies, and then a bunch of iconic films, a lot of which are celebrating their 30th anniversary, uh, Hoop Dreams, Blue Chips, and Above the Rim, all coming out in 94. That's amazing when you think about those three of the greatest. That was all one year? Basketball movies, yeah. What Uh, a year, man. So here's my question for everyone out there and these guys here. Slam Film Festival needs to add blank to their basketball-themed lineup. Basically, which uh, basketball movie do you think they should add to the, to the obviously, list? Hustle. Ooh, recent. Recent. Good, though. Damn good. You're going to have an all-star there. Anthony Edwards, he's a star of this movie. Mm. Uh, kind of like a basketball Rocky, I think. It's a really fun watch. There's a ton of modern-day players, obviously, yep. in it. Uh, so, yeah, sign me up for Hustle. Get Wancho back. Get Wancho sure. back. Have him do the, like... The Bo Cruz showdown at local outside courts in Indiana. Oh, Go try wow. and score on him. Go try and score on an NBA player. It's a nice tie-in. That's very nice. Oh, okay, yeah. Hustle. Rope, rope him in. <laughs> I, I am totally with you. Uh, yesterday when we started talking about Doc Rivers bringing in potentially Dave Yeager to be his assistant coach with the Milwaukee Bucks, mm-hmm. I had a flashback of one scene in Hustle <laughs> where Doc walks into the court along with Dave Yeager, and I thought, oh, yeah, just replay the movie. Get, and if you want to get Wancho out there, bring him on the Bucks as well. I mean, just, <laughs> just make it a whole half. He's playing in Greece, though, doing his thing in Greece. He's a young guy. I'm sure they're going to sign old guys on the Bucks. They've got plenty already. But uh, if they can somehow get P.J. Tucker over there to help out, he'll be in the movie, too. Hustle's a great one. Do you have any other movies? No, I was going Hustle. You were going I, Hustle I, as well. I, stayed oh, I love Hustle. Wow. Anything else come out in 94? <laughs> Forrest Gump? It it won the Oscar. Yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, so anyway, I don't know. Maybe we can swing by and check this out. Slam Film Festival over uh, All-Star Weekend in India. This is a really cool idea. I hope they uh, continue to do it uh, moving forward. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. 
It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, Tweet of the Night. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. I was going to go right to a Rapid Fire, but a quick Tweet of the Night here. From Shams last night, uh, this is uh, making its way around. Everybody's getting pumped. Uh, he wrote, exciting competition planned, a three-point shootout between Golden State's Stephen Curry and WNBA New York Liberty star Sabrina Ionescu at NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. Sources say two three-point contest champions. Curry hinted at the possibility tonight while mic'd up versus the Kangs. Did you guys see the clip yeah, of yeah. Uh, Steph talking to uh, Pojemski about, uh, <laughs> hey, do you know who uh, holds the record for uh, <laughs> most oh, made throughs? It felt pretty uh, yeah. pretty planned, staged. if you asked me. Staged, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, this is I, 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 pretty exciting if this actually happens uh, between these two uh, incredible three-point shooters here. This is awesome. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu was awesome at her three-point shoot. She had 20 consecutive threes in July. If we remember... That was for the WNBA three-point shootout. She had 37 of 40 points. That's pretty damn good. Jesus. Uh, Steph had never done that in his three-point uh, history, and he tweeted immediately when UNESCO did it. Ridiculous. And she tweeted immediately back, shootout? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> here it is. I, we talked about it on our show. Sabrina, not UNESCO, Sabrina Merchant came on our show. She writes for the Athletic Women's Basketball. She came on and basically said this would be phenomenal for the WNBA. Yeah, this is cool. If, if, if you can have somebody join the NBA All-Star festivities. Now the question is, as everybody started ridiculing when we talked about it on the show, how deep's the three-point line? Right. The women's line is... What about the basketball? Uh, yeah. What basketball are they going to yeah. use? Maybe it's a little different on opposing sides of the floor, as in he shoots on one side, she shoots on one. She has her standard ball slash line. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what... But this is this is just awesome. It's cool. Yeah, I can't wait. It'll be really fun to watch. Uh, I flash back to that one All-Star game when they pulled Steph Curry out uh, all like on Saturday night, and they're like, we're going to have you shoot three-pointers from half-court. You'll just you'll make the first one, no big deal. And then he just took like oh yeah, twelve of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like for the first time Steph Curry couldn't make a half court yeah, shot. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm taking Sabrina. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also, I mean, we don't really know. Like we're we're assuming this is going to be like your traditional three point shootout, right? Like the racks, mm-hmm. the five racks, whatever. Uh, we don't know that though. This could be something else that the league comes up with in terms of like, obviously it's a three point contest between them, but. Maybe there's different locations, deeper locations. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. But the idea uh, alone is really fun. And, you know, she's tweeting last night during the game after this segment is leaked and Shams is tweeting it like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get it. So, I mean, I assume this is happening. Like, 99% sure this is going to go down in Indianapolis. Yeah, I thought uh, Pajemski kind of gave it away. I don't know if he was involved in the bit because he's like, yeah, I talked to my agent. I said you're doing something I right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like, share with agent. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, uh, like, pre-plan out their improv scene yeah. but um i love that the nba does this they're like every once in a while they're like we're just gonna throw something weird into all-star saturday night we had a kevin hart draymond green three-point contest we had charles barkley race dick pavetta mm, yeah <laughs> who cares they're like 
we got some time to kill. Let's do something crazy. <laughs> that's how they should do yeah. it. Uh, so, all right, we'll see. Uh, this is uh, in a few weeks from now, so that's exciting. Okay, we got to wrap up this drop uh, with a little rapid fire fun. I got the questions. You guys got the answers on uh, on Wednesday night. Mike Breen and Doris Burke paid tribute to Doc Rivers, who left ESPN for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, vacant head coaching job. Breen quipped on air. We thank him for all his many weeks of service. <laughs> they were roasting Doc on this setup to the game. Breen was on fire. It was killing me. Very funny. So my question off of this is, um, what's the shortest stint at a job you've ever had? Uh, had fun going through this in, yeah. my, in my brain yesterday. Shortest stint was I was working a secondary camera for a show called Diva on a Dime. I just had one hit. I just had one day. I thought I was going to be on camera forever. Um, but, yeah, the, the host goes up to somebody's house. The person opens it, and the host says, I'm going to make your your wardrobe for, like, five bucks or whatever she says. Something really cheap. <laughs> it's a little bit more than that, but it's not a dime. It's How not $5. How do you $5. pinstripes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was working the secondary camera, not the primary camera. I was supposed to go from, you know. Some depth of field stuff from a <laughs> from a from a tree to the front door. Anyways, oh. I sucked at it. Oh. Uh, so I just had one. one you were day. just there one day. Yeah, I thought I was working there forever. Diva on a dime. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good that answer. Was a good time. TK, what do you got? I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch for <laughs> less than a month. Probably like three shifts. <laughs> uh, but me and my roommate in college, Josh Franks, we used to go in and spend a lot of money. On cargo shorts and cargo pants. <laughs> so we're like, hey, you guys want to work here? We're like, yeah, you got a discount? I need some more cargo shorts. <laughs> so after I got my camos, see ya! <laughs> see you later, fitches! <laughs> All right. You think you did they, three shifts, eh? I think I probably worked there six hours. Wow. <laughs> Somehow they made money off me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know why they never asked me to take my shirt off and be one of those guys in the front. <laughs> yeah, stand outside. Yeah, I don't know why. How is the smell in there? Eh? Get a headache? From Overpowering. That? Yeah. <laughs> I can smell it now. Uh, JD, shortest stint at a job you ever had? Uh, about twenty minutes. I was. Uh, I it was telemarketing for the Globe and Mail. Ooh, so yeah. selling subscriptions. I had one call. Sold immediately. Like, I, I actually yeah. sold a wow. subscription. It was like, I, they had a script, and you know how I am with scripts, and I was just like, <laughs> stumbling and bumbling over the script, and I'm like, basically, uh, do you want to get a s- subscription of the Globe and Mail? Uh-huh. And the guy's like, yeah, I do, actually. And I was like, what? Wait, what? And then, so I sold him a, a subscription, and I was like, I can't, I can't do that. I took off the headset. I'm like, I can't. Wow. I hate this. Went one I for hate one. it. One for one. They're like, I... You're bad, bad in a thousand here, man. Yeah, like I can't, I can't do it. I you're fucking do it. Don Draper, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The one that got away. Yeah. yeah. They're still talking about yeah, him. Oh, that guy. <laughs> they must be so mad to see you doing live ad reads now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Stay on with you for 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. Great answers. Glad we asked that one. All right. Sticking with Milwaukee, the Bucks gave away a free Dame Time watch to the first 10,000 fans uh, at the arena on Wednesday. The watch features. Bucks guard Damian Lillard giving his signature Dame Time expression, tapping a watch on his wrist. It's a real time within a time situation when you start to think about it, do your head in. But I want to know what other creative giveaways would you like to see from an NBA team this season, Tess? Um, this is totally selfish and it ain't all that creative, but I think fans of championship teams should get a ring. 
Oh, they, okay. I enjoyed wearing the Raptors <laughs> wing. If you're with us on YouTube, I got to wear a fake Raptors one. Um, it was fun to wear. It's just so fun. What's the it's, size of that thing? Man? It's too big. That's ridiculous. It's too big. But, you know, I was there. I was there in that country for so long, paying for seats to a bad team. I would love, love, love to get a fake ring. And it's one of those rings that, like, you wear once mm-hmm. or twice. Like, we each got the Atlanta Braves one, I do believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I pulled it out when, when it. thinking about it. Uh, it is. <laughs> A monster. Yeah, it's, it's too big. <laughs> uh, it's, I can't. I can't hold it up as I as I pull it out here right now. All right, but it's fun. Okay, what about you, TK? Alex Caruso is a fan favorite of the Chicago Bulls, known for his headband and his headband celebration. So they should do an Alex Caruso headband. But they also should have an attached bald cap. <laughs> so when you put it on, it's like you see the headband and the top of your hair disappears, and it also looks bald. Wow. Mm. Okay. Okay, interesting. Can I, can I wear it just as a headband and tuck in the bald part, like, underneath the headband? <laughs> so I can have the option, you know what I mean? To go bald. Maybe it's well, reversible. See, yeah, I don't know. I don't no, know how it would work, because I'm thinking of, like, one single piece of fabric that goes from headband to bald. Yeah. So I don't know if you'd be able to tuck it in. You would have to oh, look I like you have a bald top of your head. <laughs> and it would look very funny for people with long hair because it would be like flowing out of the bottom of it and then bald on top. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's a great idea. They, yeah. I can't believe I haven't done this. Sounds like you can make that pretty cheap. You know? Dibs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, it would make a, a different design on the other side or something. I mean, it could be endless. Yeah, you that's could a just good point. keep going. Uh, JD, other creative giveaways you'd like to see this year? The Utah Jazz, they're... <laughs> their uh, slogan, I guess, is "Take note." So yeah, little, yeah. little notepads, you know, uh. just, the, just as you're walking in, just keep score of the game. Why, or... were you, why were you so sheepish when saying? I don't know, it's so <laughs> stupid. It's just dumb. I don't love this. I don't love it. You started. I'm like, oh, he's gonna say jizz. He's gonna say jizz. Here we go. He's gonna say Utah, Utah jizz. jizz yeah. And then you went notepad. Yeah, I'm like, just oh. a notepad. Yeah. That's, That's it. Good. Bring That's it. A, bring yeah. the notepad back. Yeah. Nora Bring just bought a notepad back. the other day for I, us. Yeah. You, you know, like, I started like, we don't have any paper in this house, and we didn't have any pens either. <laughs> Ever get into that situation? Nope. No, no, not no. around here. I know Rachel you don't was addicted ever re- to pens. And oh, stuff. really? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We just had none. Addicted to pens. And it's like, not that you need it a lot, but every once in a while you want to jot something down. Yeah. You don't want to do it on your phone. Exactly. No, it's awesome. Right? It's nice awesome little moleskin. Oh, okay. We don't, skin. Let's not go overboard. <laughs> Easy bump. All right, final one. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is making headlines again, sort of for all the wrong reasons. This time, the Blazer center, he uh, got people talking when he said, I got nothing to prove in this league. I'm a max player, and I'll continue to be a max player. In case you're wondering, uh, Ayton is averaging 12.7 points per game right now. Mm. Okay. So, (laughs) the question off of this, what's a skill you're overly confident about? Uh, Being a handyman. I just love doing things around the house, even though I'm not all that good at it. <laughs> just breaking things. Well, smashing through walls. I well, got I, it, Danny. Uh, yeah, I was worried today that I was about to smash a glass, but uh, uh, that wasn't being handy. That was just almost dropping a glass. Um, but the last few days, I've been been killing it. Sprayed some grease on the inside of my garage door. Oh, good. Let's, 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 
let's keep it moving. Let's keep these wheels moving. <laughs> I was under the sink because um, I had to change. You know, the hose wasn't going back into its spot in the faucet. Oh, yeah, like the, the, yeah, so yeah. the little yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was up on the roof there for a little bit, pulling some pine straw for no really, oh, real Be reason. Up there. No, I was actually on a ladder on the roof. I wasn't really okay. going on. Anyways, okay. I'm not all that good, but I just like doing it. Okay. You're overly I'm, confident. I'm an old. I'm That's old. That's old. It's old man stuff right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. TK? Can I borrow your garage door grease spray, please? <laughs> Damn right. I got a little creaky. Got a little creaky yeah. on the rails. When I bought it, I was like, I'm not going to even use this. But it's good. Grease is good. Grease is good. I need some. Uh, as for me, a skill I'm overly confident about, skateboarding. Oh. Mm. oh. I don't know how to. <laughs> but I think if I had three weeks, I could learn how to skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got fair balance. <laughs> we talking like trick skating, like uh, nope. up on the no, curb? No, no, no. Just, just, uh, just, just physically skating. <laughs> like just get on a belt line and just sort of skate. Oh, and too, maybe too scary for me on oh. the belt line. <laughs> too, no much, way, uh, too many people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Too many dogs. Yeah. 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 Bikes, dogs. Um, I can see you on a longboard. Just like, I think that would be the way to learn. And then the board gets progressively shorter until yeah. I'm on a legit skateboard. Um, but... It's a hard one to learn the older you get. Yeah. I think there's a lot of falling in skateboarding. Yeah. Um, it can be. Yeah. But I think I could learn it. It's like like we would take bets on. If you were like serious, like, okay, I'm going to, for three weeks, try and learn how to skateboard. Like, we'd have bets going, like, think he breaks a bone? <laughs> think he breaks a wrist? <laughs> yeah. you know, it's risky. Screw up a knee? Yeah. But yeah, you so. could. But you've skateboarded before. No. You've never done it. <laughs> uh-uh. You'll you... be doing it in an hour. It's not that hard. <laughs> like, oh. get, well, I'm wasting my life then. Yeah. It's, it's, all your def- it's all our definition of what actually skateboarding is. He's talking is. about like I know, standing on a board and just pushing, pushing yourself yeah, forward. Yeah. And, I believe you can do that. Yeah. And then turning within an hour, Trey. You play bas- You play basketball last night. You play basketball this morning. <laughs> I think you can get on a skateboard and stand while you're moving down the road. He's overly I, confident about you <laughs> skateboarding. No, I got to. I did have a Ninja Turtles skateboard once upon a time. You know, when they were on top of the yeah, world. Yeah. And... My I, version of skating, I called it thrashing. Okay. And all I would do was step as hard <laughs> as I can on the thing and go, <laughs> and go crazy beat up. I'm good at that. Cowabunga, man. <laughs> thrashing. <laughs> all right, JD, uh, take us home. What's a skill you're overly confident about? Yeah, go-kart racing. Ooh. Good one. All right. right. Just being in a go-kart, like, you know, I'm a 200-pound guy in a go-kart. I have to pass people. I have to win. If it's a red. Last time I was go karting, I, I won. It was all adults. It was at like a kid's birthday party, but we had an adult side. Nice. Electric carts, super fun. But it's I have no skill. It's just my body weight <laughs> propels me faster, I think. And also, uh, I have no regard for safety. So I will, no. I will, I rammed Rachel into, she was racing. I rammed her into, like, cut her off. She's crashed. And I'm just like, You're I just reckless. go. I'm, I'm yeah. very, very reckless. No regard for safety. So, <laughs> But I think I'm a great racer, but I'm not. I oh, just you're, don't you're, like a, you're, like, you're like Donkey Kong or Bowser, I Exactly. Guess. Oh, yeah, Wario yeah. really is my inspiration. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to win. <laughs> that should be a question that they ask you before you step into a go-kart. <laughs> Who's your inspiration? Which which Mario Kart character? Yeah, Rachel right. was a real peach out there. No, she <laughs> spun out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm a toad or something like that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you would be a toad, yeah. I think. Yeah. I haven't been 
rate like oh, uh, kart racing in so long. It is fun. But it's man, so when fun. you talk about it, it's I'm so like, fun. I want to get out there. It's so fun. They probably got a cool one in Indianapolis. Oh, you well, Indianapolis. Think so. Yeah. Let us know. You just Let's go around and around circles. Be fun. <laughs> it's on the brick. Uh, all right, we call it there. That's rapid fire. That's the drop. I think it was a classic, but you tell us. If it was, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Hit the like button here on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. We're very close to 100,000 subs, so help us out there. And uh, share the show with all of your friends and family. Uh, Once again, tickets for our ticket donation drive to send uh, some kids to a future Skyhawks game here in Atlanta. That's in the show notes. And tickets to buy for our live show in Indianapolis on February 16th. That's in the show notes, so... Get on it and all that uh, new merch we got as well. Go to nodunks.com. All right. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, have a great weekend. Brace the weekend, people. <laughs>